Welcome to the Mind Your Body podcast. My name is Jenny Helms, and I'm an emotional eating coach and marriage and family therapist. I help people address the roots of their disordered eating and body image issues. I'm Lisa Perkins, owner of Primal Transformations. I'm a certified personal trainer and precision nutrition coach. I use a paleo framework to help clients transform their health, body, and life. The Mind Your Body podcast is all about empowering you to live your best life. We aim to grow a community of empowered women who are ready to transform their health and lives using a real approach that is all about getting back in touch with ourselves and not fueled by self-loathing. This journey requires a healthy dose of humor, perspective, and self-compassion. Our goal for this podcast is to help you achieve sustainable results that you get to keep. Please remember, the following podcast is not intended to be a substitute or implied to be medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with your healthcare provider when making changes to your diet and lifestyle. Welcome to the show. So we are in episode number 35, the benefits of exercise other than calorie burning. And yeah, I think I, I, I will personally say like I was, when I Hi, first- Hi, by the way. Huh? Hi. Hello. 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 I thought we were going to do a little intro because I wanted, I, I'm going to interject this. A okay. couple of episodes <laughs> back, you were bragging about cutting back on your coffee consumption. Yeah, this is decaf. Okay, well, I wanted a little time in the spotlight. Okay, let's, let's do in it. In my mug sitting here right now is tea. <gasps> what? Yep, yep, yeah. I am such a coffee... Pound, yes, a fiend. That's a good way to put it. So I kind of cut it back. It's a large mug first Mm -hmm. thing in the morning, but after that, I'm drinking tea. And sometimes I'll have some Earl Grey, which has a little bit of caffeine in it, but otherwise I'm doing a variety of herbal teas and really enjoying that. So I just wanted to be sure that I got that recorded for posterity. Yes, of course. No, I think that's awesome, though, because yeah. I think we both weirdly, I don't know why at the same time, have been kind of working on our caffeine slash coffee yeah. intake. Um, and I yeah. st- I've been, I used to go to Starbucks literally twice a day, and now I don't go except for maybe on the weekends once mm-hmm. for like, you know, if I want to get something. For a treat. Yeah, fancy. Yeah, for sure. But, um, but yeah, I'm doing decaf coffee now. and Completely? Um, for the most part. I, I might have a cup at the mor- in the yeah. beginning of the morning, but I do, I mean, to be completely like real about it I do um some natural green tea pre-workout so that's like already caffeine so I don't feel like I need a ton in the morning and then um I will drink like fit aid is like my new thing I when I went to the CrossFit games they they handed out all the fit aid it's not a Gatorade it's like a they have they sweeten it with like monk fruit and it has like all these vitamins in it mm-hmm. and I swear I feel like superwoman after I drink it because there's like all these B vitamins mm-hmm. the only caffeine in it is some green tea as well interesting and they have omega threes and some other like it's just like a I'll show you after yeah. the show this is not me advertising for them by the way don't do it because you'll you'll buy way too expensive vitamin water basically yeah and I I want to interject that if, because we're talking about exercise today, there's so many people that do pre-workout mm-hmm. supplements, powders, that kind of thing. Most of those are garbage. Mm-hmm. They are just packed with caffeine, yeah. chemicals, yes. weird stimulants. Right. That are right. not useful. And mine, I mean, mine might have some garbage in it probably, but it's, it was one that I got from uh, Sprouts and it has yeah. just green tea. No, I, I will definitely check that out. That sounds, that, that sounds good. Yeah. I would say in general, most people do not need yes. something like that. You're definitely working out harder than, yeah. well, than most of us. Honestly, it's probably mostly because I only drink like half of it and yeah. I take half a scoop of the serving size anyway sure. so it's really psychological yeah. for me at 4 30 in the morning oh, when I feel like my. I need a cup of coffee so yeah placebo effect it's a thing too yeah I would need something more than coffee at 4 30 in the morning yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure but if you're considering a pre-workout other than the healthy potentially healthy thing that you're talking about which mm-hmm. I'm sure it is um don't do it I I really think that if you have to get super ramped up mm. to go work out, you probably needed to just keep sleeping. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you're you not talking about that. Right. No, and if you can't naturally get your nervous system up, yeah. right, yeah. and you have to use a supplement to do that, that's not a good long-term strategy. No. Just like we can understand that, like, getting coffee to get us through our day is not a good long-term strategy. Right. It isn't. And that's – I was definitely getting to the point, you know, back to, you know, my <laughs> conversation about tea. I was definitely getting to the point where it wasn't really a choice – Mm-hmm. was like, oh, my gosh, I'm kind of crawling to the coffee pot first thing in the morning. So, of course, I'm not going to go cold turkey, and I'm not even going to cut it out altogether. But I I don't want anything in my life that I feel compelled to partake in. Yeah. Whether it's alcohol, sugar, coffee, anything. Yeah. That I want it to be to. a choice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? So that's that was kind of my thought as far as cutting back, you know, on the coffee. And I do enjoy trying, like, my counter is filled with, like, six or seven flavors of different kinds of herbal teas, a digestive tea, a chamomile tea, relaxation blends, just fun little things. And I have one of the electric kettles, so it heats up the water really quickly. And I have this insulated mug that keeps it warm. And as the weather's getting cooler, it's just nice to have something warm to sip on. So, yeah, if... If your coffee is kind of getting out of control or it's just a habit. Yeah. Right? That it's yeah. like, oh, I just want something to sip on. This is just kind of what I do. You might consider trying some herbal tea blends. So. Yeah. Mixing it up or yeah. or even at least going decaf or something. Even though yeah. decaf can have a little bit of caffeine is for what sure. I hear. But for me, I was like, that's a step to in the me, right direction. To me, decaf, like, what's the point? I, I wouldn't, like, that makes no sense Do you not to me. like the taste of it? Because I love the taste of it. I think I like black. I drink my coffee black. And I think I like it primarily because it's a, probably a drug. Like, my brain craves it. But yeah. in terms of drinking something dark and bitter for no reason, no, I'd rather have <laughs> a nice, you know, I like the spicy teas that have some licorice and cinnamon and ginger and that kind of thing. I mm. also... We're totally rambling, but I yes. also keep a little <laughs> container of powdered ginger on my counter near my tea, and I will put in a couple of shakes of powdered ginger, and that really helps. So ginger helps with both digestion and inflammation. So if those are things that you struggle with, then you might consider a little bit. You can use ginger juice or, you know, crushed fresh ginger, but I, the powder is just easy. Yeah. So. No, I, I think I'll add that, actually, because I love the taste of ginger. I do, too. I know it's not everybody's jam, but it yeah. is my jam. Yeah, just start slowly, just a little bit of it. And I like a lot, but I worked up to it. So, all right, let's get back to our we'll topic. To yeah. topic so, so the the title of this episode is The Benefits of Exercise Other Than Calorie Burning, right? So a lot of us get into exercise or we think we should be exercising primarily to lose weight. So we want to talk about all of the other reasons mm-hmm. to consider if, you know, if you're not already doing anything or even if you are, you know, how to kind of switch things up. Yeah. And I would argue better reasons because I'm not, you know... I guess coming from my perspective, I know that for my experience when I first started exercising, well, before well, before it was like fun team sports stuff and then it was like, you know, all about burning calories and it mm-hmm. was just like so miserable and trapping and part of my own disordered control weird thing that I was going through in high school. And um I like I literally had to take a year off of exercise mm-hmm. to feel like I could just like come back to it with a totally different perspective. And now that I do, like, gosh, I would not trade it for the world. Like, I, if I ever, like, I just, I can't imagine being back in that space. And, like, literally I was forcing myself to go every day. And I thought I hated exercise, too. Like, when I was in that, like, mode and relationship to exercise, I hated it. You probably did hate it. Yeah, it was just a means to an end. Mm -hmm. I didn't find any of the other benefits or what it was really, like, I feel like. Well, and I think a lot of the people who are listening are probably in that space. Right. And so I'm wanting to relate to that, like, yeah, like, I've been in that space where it's literally, like, what did I eat today? How much do I burn off? And, like, can I earn more calories? Yeah, can I earn more food versus, yeah. Or if I ate extra last night, like. How is that going to show up in my workout? You know, what what should I change differently or add on to it? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's a that's a miserable prison to be in, and I'm really empathizing and feeling like you know, 
I'm sorry if you're in that place because that's a really tough place to be in. Yeah, but it's not that hard to get out of it, to yeah. really kind of shift your perspective about it. And we want to offer you kind of tools and perspective yeah. shifts yeah. to think a little bit differently and yeah. to start experimenting, you know, considering where you are right yeah. now, your energy levels, your, you know, motivation, your time, your, you know, physical situation, whether you have some limitations, mobility issues, whatever. We yes. want to kind of offer you a path forward that doesn't feel like, oh, I know I should be doing something, but I just can't bring myself to do it. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, my gosh. That's, I think that that's many, many, many people. Many, so, yes. Yeah. Or maybe you are exercising, but you're kind of where Jenny was talking about. You just feel like, I have to do it. It just, I just have to have willpower and motivate myself, but I don't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I know even in my family system, like with people that never had any eating disorder issues, there was always this perspective that like, well, I shouldn't say always, I think some of it shifted for them too. But I remember them saying things like, I hate exercising, like mm-hmm. I hate it, you know, right. and like that strong of a word or that I have, you know, when we say things like I have to exercise versus I get to exercise, mm-hmm. like just the fact that like, you know, how we say things and, and the messaging we have around it really matters. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm wondering, like, culturally, where do you think we get those messages that exercise sucks so much? Oh, I think maybe, I don't know if it's my age demographic, but I know starting out for me, it, when when I was younger, it was definitely about aerobics mm-hmm. when I was a teenager yeah. and sweating, and it was all about calorie burning and mm-hmm. getting skinnier, Okay, yeah. That was the total focus. Yeah. I mean, I did do some, you know, I talked about uh, running uh, track in high school, and I was a cheerleader and that kind of thing. But I was always heavier, and I was slow, mm-hmm. right? It was pretty miserable. And, boy, after high school, I didn't run for a very long time because I did. I hated it. You know, mm-hmm. it felt completely like drudgery. But it really was not until... I got back into exercise in my early 40s after, you know, probably 10 years of not doing very much. Mm -hmm. That's when my perspective shifted and I started experimenting with different things and it felt I had ownership over it. Yeah. So, and and it it felt more like play Mm -hmm. as... Hard as that may be to hear for some people out there, you know, that was, but I guess we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves because I want to, I do want to talk about kind of tips and ideas, but I want to step back and talk about some of the physical and emotional benefits of exercise other, again, other than helping with fat loss or calorie burning or anything like that. Um, So yeah, you want to start out? Yeah, so I mean, I'll I'll speak to the ones that I'm pretty familiar with. Um, the physical and emotional ones that I get super excited mm-hmm. about are how it impacts the brain, and how for me personally, it's helped my mental health. So when I'm exercising, and we know the research shows too that just 45 minutes of walking a day is more effective than an antidepressant for people struggling with depression. So there's something about, and you probably know the science of this better, but there's something about what we do when we exercise that makes us more resilient to mental health conditions Mm -hmm. such as anxiety and depression. Um, I know it also helps with people and they recommend um, exercising as well for your, um, and of course my brain isn't working right now, Mm -hmm. Um, but your ability, not just your mood, but your performance, like in work. So work performance and what what it does to get into the nerdy science, what exercise does is it boosts something in the brain called BDNF which stands for brain-derived nootropic factor. Mm-hmm. And gosh, it, that not only gives you more energy, but also more mental clarity, resilience to stress. Mm, yes, all yeah. the good things that I kind of wish more people understood who are high performers that don't work out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you Yeah, you they're think really that missing a, a productivity hack. Right, right, because I think people have in their mind, if I – take that hour that I'd be at the gym and I work through it, I'm going to get more done. But the truth of the matter is if you use that hour, you're going to be so much more productive based on what you're doing to your brain. Well, and and we could say the same for 
eating a kind of blood sugar balancing nutrient dense diet. We could yes. say the same for sleep. Yes. Oh my gosh, you are going to use your time so much more efficiently yes. for sure. Yes. So I want to corroborate what Jenny is saying. I know for myself, I have had anxiety and depression since I was an adolescent, and unbeknownst to me, I was using exercise as a coping tool. I didn't know. I didn't know what anxiety was. I just Mm -hmm. knew I couldn't, like my chest was tight, and Mm -hmm. I couldn't breathe well until my mom would send me out. We lived on the side of a mountain in Alaska. She would send me out to run up and down our hill. It was not a choice. She'd say, go. And I would be so mad, (laughs) but just a couple of times Mm -hmm. up and down that hill, it was amazing, just offloading stress. And when you think about the amount of stress that accumulates inside of us throughout Mm -hmm. the course of our day, Mm -hmm. mental, emotional stress, dealing with our kids, our work, that kind of thing, our bodies are meant to offload those stress chemicals, Mm -hmm. right? Cortisol, adrenaline, norepinephrine. Right? Throughout the course of human history, we would have moved that off, Mm -hmm. but we are storing up that stress chemistry. And it doesn't take that much. You know, when you you were talking about an hour at the gym, obviously that's ideal, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't require even that. Right. Right? Like if you if you work in an office and you're able to you know, do a few body weight squats, mm-hmm. you know, just different things in your office or, you know, walk around the building as briskly as you can. Right. It is unbelievable. Right. What just like a minute of movement and really getting those deep breaths in yes. can, can offload stress. So. And I, this is a question I have for you. Would you recommend that somebody do that in one, like if they have 20 minutes, would you mm-hmm. recommend that they do it like at the beginning of their day or would it be better if they're sitting all day for them to break that up throughout the day? Because yeah, like, because my question. thing too is like, I'm still, so I work out in the mornings mm-hmm. and I, and I love it and I have friends there and mm-hmm. it's super fun and I offload stress and it's, yeah, it's my playtime. But then throughout the day, I'm mm-hmm. sitting all day mm-hmm. and I definitely feel at times just physically in my body, like mm-hmm. there's. I could I could still need to like kind of move sometimes throughout the day because I'm like I'm literally yeah. sitting. For no, that's nine hours. that is a great question. So whether you are or are not getting a workout in somewhere in your day, like you're talking about, mm-hmm. we still need movement breaks. Okay, it's it's interesting. After the research shows that after just about 45 minutes of sitting, our LDL cholesterol, which isn't great, mm-hmm. and goes up and our HDL cholesterol goes down. Mm -hmm. So, and also just lymph flow through our body, everything gets sludgy. That's kind of the unscientific way to put it. Yeah. Our bodies, literally we are designed to move. So with my clients, you know, I will recommend that they set, you know, a timer or something, an alert on their watch or something for every 45 minutes to do a minute of something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that can be very helpful. And again, this isn't about calorie burning. This is about reoxygenating your brain, getting things flowing. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally like, I don't care, nor do I. Yeah. I don't want to know that, but I think I just know physically I feel better and more energized if I get a little benefit of that, which I think is interesting. If, if we're sitting and say we're working at the computer or talking on the phone Mm -hmm. again, kind of stress starts to accumulate what often happens is that can result in a craving. Mm. Stress has started to build up kind of that background noise, and all of a sudden your brain says, sugar. Yeah. I need to go to the vending machine. Yep. Well, your brain is trying to self-soothe, mm-hmm. right? All of that stress has started to build up. So what's interesting is if you can regularly kind of jettison that stress throughout the day, first of all, you're much less likely to get those signals, but second of all, that gives you time to kind of get back in touch with your body. Mm-hmm. And when we are kind of in tune with our body, feeling how our muscles move, that kind of thing, we are so much less likely to put garbage in, into it. Mm-hmm. We're kind of back in harmony. And I know I have had clients that have told me that they have completely dissected themselves from their body. they like, I haven't taken care of this body for so long that it's almost like, 
they have no relationship with it. They forget mm-hmm. to use the restroom. They don't even notice when they're thirsty, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like they've yeah. completely tuned out to their body signals. So the other little important, not little, it's an important benefit of yeah. just these little movement things. And it's not like you have to do burpees. Right. Nothing crazy or intense or like, no. I, I think for me, it's like just even like walking around my office or just like, and nothing like, I don't have to like go and like go do squats or whatever, but even just walking around mm-hmm. and like maybe cleaning a few things sometimes. Yeah, just any <laughs> like that kind of movement. Me, that Absolutely. just kind of helps my body get back into flow. And for me, it's, yes. it's more about, I'm very in tune with like my energy levels and like how I'm feeling because I you know, especially as a therapist, I'm, I'm in tune with how things are going in session. And I can tell pretty easily if I'm not, if I'm in a low. You're starting to fade. Yes. And mm-hmm. my energy levels. For off, sure. So I do think there is some benefit if it's possible to go outside. Yeah. If you can go outside for a minute, even if you can't walk around, but take some deep breaths, obviously don't stand in the smoker area if that's where <laughs> it's right outside your door. But Take a sun break, yeah. Right, but just let the sun shine on your face, look at the sky if there are trees around. That can really reset your perspective mm-hmm. and your biology. Mm-hmm. So, so, yes. So, so we're talking about the physical and emotional benefits. Um So as we talked about, you know, it definitely creates more energy when Mm -hmm. you're exercising. So what we're really building down at the cellular level is mitochondrial density. The mitochondria are the powerhouse of our cells, and we want to make them more powerful. So every type of exercise will help with that, but particularly some level of resistance training. Mm -hmm. So again, that's going to look different for every single person. That doesn't mean you have to go put a barbell on your back, mm-hmm. right? That can be some body weight movements, some planks, some gentle squatting, some light weights, mm-hmm. progressively heavier as you can. Um, but we all want more energy and yeah. we want stable and consistent energy. And so this, it, you know, when you were talking about productivity, this is like creating more time, mm-hmm. which is cool. That is cool. Right? Yes. That's kind of a neat thing. Yes. So the other thing, and again, this relates to energy, is it improves your ability to regulate your blood sugar levels, which, again, when we're talking about cravings, we're talking about brain fog in the afternoon and that fade, mm-hmm. right? So many of us, oh, my gosh, that used to be me. Like, oh, it was just horrifying, yeah. you know, like two in the afternoon or something like that. And... So exercise, again, all forms of exercise, but particularly resistance training, improves our ability to, you know, offload blood sugar, regulate our blood sugar, but especially resistance training because we're building lean muscle mass and that basically builds a bigger bank account to store glucose, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. So that it's not circulating in our bloodstream. Our body needs to keep our blood sugar regulated in a very tight range. And so if we are consuming more carbohydrate than we are burning, which most of us are, Mm -hmm. right, Mm -hmm. then our body has to store that as fat, Mm -hmm. right? And, and we just feel sludgy, our energy is up and down. And so exercise really helps with that. The last thing I will say, and Jenny, I want to hear your thoughts on this, because I know we've talked about this many times, Mm -hmm. is it can really just help you get your mojo back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I would, I would say for sure. And even for me, what I do now with like weight training more so that that part of CrossFit, like it has been super fun where I feel like, I don't know. It's like, I've almost feel like I'm more in, um, empowered, not just in the gym, I see that in you. but just like out everywhere else in my life too. And I feel like it helped me gain a lot of confidence. Like if, you know, the person that I was before I started CrossFit and who I am now is like different personality wise, like not in a doing things you probably never envisioned yourself doing. Yes. Right. And when, and that helps me gain confidence Mm -hmm. and feel like I can do that in other areas of my life, it makes me feel strong. And I don't know, it's just, there's something really empowering. So let me ask you this. Did this happen overnight? No, no. Okay. So yeah, I feel like that's important to say too, because I felt the first year I felt totally awkward. And how long ago was this? Uh, that was four years ago. Well, five. So it's been five years now. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but my first year of, of CrossFit and I even tell people who just start, I'm like, 
Don't even like compare yourself to other people. Like eyes on your own barbell or even like PVC pipe because that's really what we were using. We weren't using like barbells because it's awkward. It's hard to learn the movements. I felt like to learn it correctly. You have to be okay at (laughs) with any form of exercise, not just CrossFit. And it took me a year before I felt comfortable with all the movements and I whatever that might look like what you're doing but I was definitely awkward at first I had to relearn things that I had not done well that I'd done in the gym by myself so it was definitely a learning curve and process of feeling super awkward and being okay with that that first year and I like tell people that I'm like if you feel totally lost and awkward you're in the right place because that's exactly where most people are that first mm-hmm. year, unless they have some other background mm-hmm. that they bring. So, okay. So I think in our society, for you to say something like, gosh, it might take you a year to mm-hmm. get comfortable, mm-hmm. I think most people are like, click. <laughs> well, CrossFit, Next thing. well, okay, to be fair, I feel like CrossFit is different in the sense that it like they, they have so much different variation in how they train. And I don't think it's for every person. I'm not here to say go do CrossFit, sure. but for me... It was really fun, and it kept my. It keeps me really like humble, but also like challenged mm-hmm. and interested. So like, I don't know. It it was what I wanted, but I definitely think like there are so many other really fun things that you can do, and it does not take a year to gain right. mastery right. at all. Well, but and that's, just so that's weird. such a good point because yeah. with anything, gosh, it can take a year to get to total proficiency or a year to get to whatever goal you're trying to reach. What we forget is we start to see benefits after one day. That's Because true. we're taking action. Yeah, that's right? so true. And when we are able to step back and say, you know what, it's okay to be a beginner. Yes. I don't have to come in here. I know that tripped me up for so much of my life. I didn't want to do anything if I couldn't be really good at it. Yes. Right away, my ego prevented me from lear- learning new things, trying new things, right? The other thing I, I would love for you to talk about is... The community aspect, and again, this doesn't just apply to CrossFit, but I think this is a big piece of the mojo thing. Yeah. So for me, I like I'm motivated by social interaction and connection. Like I love being with humans. I love connecting. I love laughing. And CrossFit, at least for me, the community I was in was very connecting because you would be doing all these things with people, and it would be hard, and you'd all like. You know, it'd be awkward at moments and have your strengths and your weaknesses, but you'd all bond over that and have jokes before class and after class. And you have a coach that's helping you and like supporting you and doing stuff as well. So I that's, think that that's not something no, to it's, overlook. No, the it's coach huge. piece is huge. a big deal and not every coach out there is going to fit that bill. True. And you, I think it's really important and I will, I'll say this broadly because I don't want to offend anybody, but you know whatever it's it's real my first year of CrossFit I didn't have super great coaches and then I found a really good coach and I really appreciate my coach now that mm-hmm. I've been with for about four years mm-hmm. um we have a good relationship like inside the gym and outside of the gym and I just have a respect for him as a human but he That's also so really important. knows his stuff and is not afraid to say hey let's scale this I just I trust him with things because I've seen how much he he wants things to be right. Even when I'll be like, oh, it's not that big of mm-hmm. a deal that I do it a little bit differently. He's like very much about. He doesn't want you to get injured. Correct form, yes. Right. And I so I think you know for some people too, it is really about finding a coach that you mesh with and mm-hmm. can trust. Yeah, is huge. And that might be an instructor. Yeah. As well. So. So applying that outside of the realm of CrossFit, I know I have clients, so I am a personal trainer, and so I do work with people one-on-one in the gym, but I have a number of clients that much prefer going to classes, you know, other places. They also really enjoy and are motivated by that community Mm -hmm. piece. They want to know that this kind of tribe of people they've gotten to to know They're waiting for them. Yes. They're expecting them to go. And that's really important. We want to feel wanted and connected with other people. So so that is powerful. I think that exercise can be a very valuable path to connection. And if you are on a journey to get your health back, gosh, you need to surround yourself with people who also are doing doing things in that area. So kind of helping yourself build a tribe of kind of health-minded people. Yes. Right? Whether that's a water aerobics class, you know, a spin class, yeah. a walking group, like a 
you know, there's no coach or anything like that. Having you know, just one other friend that you go to the gym with, you know, certain days of the week, obviously that needs to be the right person because you need to kind of be on the same page or an environment like you're in, Jenny. Yeah. And I would encourage you that if you've had troubles with that, don't like, don't give up because I've had experiences where that I've met great people that are motivating and then I've met people that are, you know, not as like motivating or, um, maybe not as healthy individuals. So I just say, you know, keep trying until you find that tribe. They they do exist and they are there. And I feel like there are more, I mean, maybe this is my own bias, but I've seen a lot of healthy people in the I fitness agree. atmosphere. So I feel like, yeah, just, just hold tight if you have had any struggles with that. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I love that word tribe. It's yeah. so important for us no, to find No, I it. couldn't agree more. And we've talked about this in other areas when we're talking about therapy, right? Just because someone has the title of yoga instructor or CrossFit coach or Mm -hmm. personal trainer, whatever, that's just a title, right? Right? Or therapist. Yes. We have to interview people and see if we are a good fit, right? The first person there isn't probably going to be the best fit, right? Yeah. I mean, they may, but they may not be. And that's okay. Like that might be kind of normal if they're not that you have to kind of look around yeah, and I shop had to around. shop around a little bit before totally. I found my tribe too yeah. yeah so so when we're talking about kind of tips and ideas to experiment with I think the first thing is to start where you are yeah you know if if you are exhausted you are totally overwhelmed maybe you have joint pain you're not sleeping well you don't have time that kind of thing you still can do something, mm-hmm. right? And again, that's how many times have we talked about avoiding black and white, mm-hmm. all or nothing, yeah. right? Be willing to say, you know what? Yeah, I am not willing to go sign up for a gym or mm-hmm. sign up for a class that I have to go to on a consistent basis. I'm not in a place that for whatever reason, that's not going to work for me. But what I can do is commit to a 10-minute yoga video Every morning or every evening Mm -hmm. or three times a week, whatever, underwhelm yourself. Yeah. But do something, right? Our bodies are meant to move and you are very unlikely to regret it. Yes. And I think that's an important piece. And I, I think that in terms of the mindset, as far as getting over that hurdle of resistance of starting, because of course, starting is the hardest part. I think you have to remind yourself that you are not committing To this forever and ever and ever, amen. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's part of the resistance. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'll wait till life calms down. Mm -hmm. Right? Say, for this week, this is realistic for Mm -hmm. me, and I'm going to really give it my all. Yeah. I'm going to commit to those 10 minutes, these three days, whatever that looks like, and maybe a walk on the weekend or one-minute movement breaks, whatever it happens to be for you. Be realistic, but then commit. And it is amazing. Once you get over that hurdle of starting and get some feedback, you take action. You start to build that momentum. Yes. Yep. You start to get your mojo back and it all kind of bi-directionally impacts each other. Yeah. Um, And yeah. And the other thing, like, I think just emotionally don't shame yourself. For what oh, you're not wait, doing. What? <laughs> I know, but I, I feel like I, I have to say that. this whole podcast was about using shame as motivation to <laughs> Right, exactly. Oh, my gosh. But I feel like that was, the, that was the biggest thing, like, in my life that's kept me from doing certain things is, like, when shame would show up or just not, like, I mean, I, this is kind of the best way I frame it is just leave your ego at the door. Like, you just have to start mm-hmm. where you are and... And leave, yeah. yeah, leave your ego at well, the door. Well, and that's interesting that you say that because I work with clients who will come in and they are kind of demoralized because maybe they have had phases in the past where they were more fit, they were working out Mm -hmm. more consistently, and they've kind of let things slide for a while. And they're constantly comparing their current self with what they were able to do back when. Yep. Is that helpful? Nope. No, it's not. What is helpful is to be proud of the fact that now you are doing something. Yes. And get excited because I'll tell you, it, it just doesn't take very long for you to start seeing really noticeable benefits. Yes. 
And yeah, just having that grace with yourself because, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, and I've seen people coming back from injuries who, who can be hard on themselves and having to gently, friendly reminder them that like, That's it. hey, you're doing, like, you're doing great. Like the small progress you're making is progress. Like don't, mm-hmm. don't make that little, yeah. you know, don't belittle no, that. No, absolutely. And, and I want to go back. So, so I'm saying, okay, be realistic, make a plan for one week. And say, you know, you're not telling yourself this is going to be forever. Let's say you've committed to three days of a class, a walk, whatever it happens to be. Let's say that it what it turns out it wasn't realistic mm-hmm. to do it at that time of day. That's not when we throw in the towel. Mm-hmm. That's when we iterate. Yeah. We say, okay, well, that didn't work out like I thought it would. What can work? Be a solution seeker. Yes. Don't throw up a problem for every solution. Do the opposite. Yes. Be creative. Yes. Be willing to say, okay, that didn't work like I wanted it to. No big deal. Yeah. What else can I do? Because there's a what million different things. What can I do? do? What right? And given where I am, and gosh, if if you're depressed, if you're feeling overwhelmed, it, it can. It can be like, oh my gosh, that's I just cannot take on one more thing. This is a gift. Yes. It really is. And that's where, okay, if if you're listening and you're like, yeah, eye rolling, whatever, that is not remotely a gift. That's where I would say, try it. Yeah. Commit, commit for one week. Right. One week. Right. It, you know, <laughs> again, I think when we decide to start on anything, our brain kind of have has the sense that we are heading out on a tightrope across the Grand Canyon. I've used that metaphor many times before, but I think it's appropriate. We kind of have this sense that, am I really ready to commit to that? Mm -hmm. There's no tightrope. There's no, right? Yeah, you can huge penalty. pivot, do what you need to do. Pivot. Yeah, I absolutely love that. So, but back to what Jenny was saying, as far as safety and form, avoiding injury, do consider working with someone, again, whether it's a good yoga instructor, Pilates instructor that someone has recommended that really knows their stuff, Mm -hmm. right? But you might also consider working with a personal trainer one-on-one just for a few sessions to really get formed down and maybe more, Yeah, right? It is so important to learn how to move correctly Mm -hmm. and to, you know, be gradual. Yep. And not just right out of the gate, you're going to do a boot camp class and then you hurt yourself or you're so sore that you can't even imagine ever going back. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, now I remember why I hate exercise. Yep. Right? Yep. That's why no. starting, starting starting small is really, really important. So yeah. I kind of – well – yeah. No, I've seen so many people do that. I'm kind of chuckling to myself because I had someone do that the other day. It's like the first day they're back, they went way out. And then the mm-hmm. whole rest of the week, they were like, I Well, that's so our sore. ego. Yes, I know. That's why I'm like, you got to leave your ego at the door and be okay with mm-hmm. being a beginner, like yeah. we said before. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's I real. Know, I know people can, you know, default into that when they're doing like small group personal training. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to kind of keep up. And so what I've recommended recommended to clients who are part of that, mm-hmm. you know, not at my gym, I recommend that they tell their group, their coach and their group, hey, I am in a phase where I'm recovering from an injury or I'm just not sleeping well. I need to go at my own pace. Mm-hmm. So if I'm kind of scaling back a little bit, it's not because I'm lazy, right? That You have to say it out loud because yes. otherwise your ego yeah. will push you or they and, might push you unintentionally. Oh, exactly. Yep, with that, because exactly. they don't know what's going on. Yes. So, yeah. Being being able to differentiate yourself and have a strong enough sense of self to say, I don't have to do it the way everyone else is doing it. I can. That's I need it. to do it the way that I need to partner to with my body. Yes. Given the situation I have, and again, I work with a lot of people who don't sleep well mm-hmm. for whatever reason, and you have no business going and doing some crazy hard workout the high intensity high training. intensity training yeah. yes when your body is already really struggling yeah. you're you're digging a hole 
yes. for yourself. And I know a lot of the people that I've worked with, and this was the case for me at one point, my adrenals were really taxed from not sleeping. I was having some hormonal issues, some other stress. And the only time I felt good was when I was doing a little bit of higher intensity work at the mm-hmm. gym because I'm what unbeknownst to me, it's because I was triggering cortisol. Mm-hmm. And it's like so it's like the only time you're yeah. Yes. It. And yep. so it was like a hit. Yep. And and then of course, you know, 30 minutes after my workout, we'll back into a slump. Yep. Well, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul in mm-hmm. those moments. And that's where we do have to kind of humble ourselves to say, okay, for now it's yoga and walking and stretching and really gentle work in that phase. So again, we have seasons, yeah. all of us. Yeah. I, I'm finally back in a season where I'm able to push myself a little bit more in the gym. My sleep is good. Uh, things are just really balanced in my life. And that feels really good. But I don't delude myself that it will always be that way. Yeah. And I don't rely on exercise to manage my body composition or my weight. Yeah. You know, I like having... You know, good muscle mass for all the reasons, Mm -hmm. feeling strong, feeling capable, and, you know, blood sugar regulation, mitochondrial density, all of those things. But I will roll with whatever comes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? I think that that's. Yeah. And one of the things that I'll just kind of a side note about CrossFit that I really like that a lot of people have actually recovered from eating disorders and found like solstice and like having weight on their body like they feel empowered by it and also um not not barbell weight not barbell weight like actual weight mass and even camille flesh that out as to why that's the case in crossfit well and camille so i was going to say camille leblanc basinette does a really good job she has like she calls it her power pooch so she doesn't have like this super defined six pack like some people do in Mm -hmm. crossfit or other you know whatever fitness industry on shape magazine um, but she calls it her power pooch because you do need that healthy layer of fat to like perform well so it's a performance-based thing where it's like fat is not the enemy and it's just like a totally different perspective well, about the focus having in crossfit is on performance, performance it's yes. not how your body looks yes right would exactly. you agree with that exactly well yes yeah. because and women aren't like hey yeah. oh my gosh i have this and even it's so funny because i sometimes like you know i I put on certain clothing and it's tough because my back won't fit into right. it. And like I, yeah, we've actually sure. gone dress shopping before yeah. and it was pretty comical. Um, it wouldn't like. Yeah, come Jenny up my is back. so small. If you don't know what Jenny looks, <laughs> Jenny is so petite. And then her lats and her back. Yeah, she's so strong. I could not uh, get into certain dresses. It was <laughs> it was just funny. Like it's like, and a lot of girls. It's like you, we. We use our body in certain ways performance-wise that we're proud of our backs. We're not ashamed of them. And so if we're in the dressing room like I was like and not getting a zipper to zip up, it's not like a, oh, my gosh, moment. It's just kind of – it's funny and we move on and – Find a different dress. Find a different dress that fits your body. Like you don't – you – the dress fits your body. You don't fit your body to the dress. Right. And it's just a different – Yeah. It's a different empowered So I want to piggyback onto that and say that – you know, I mentioned that I got back into exercise in my early 40s. I started in my basement with Tybo videos. I was, again, I was kind of in that, like, mm-hmm. I don't want to go reveal this situation to the world. <laughs> I am not in that place. Like, right, I'm right. I'm up for this. But it was not until I, I hired a personal trainer at a gym here in Wichita, and it was working with him that... I did. I started to build confidence and strengthen my body. And I'll never forget, it was at age 40, I think 43, that I did my first regular push-up. Mm-hmm. Never in my life. That's not like, oh, since I was in my 20s. No, never. I never thought that would be something that I could do. And, you know, at 51, gosh, I can do a lot of push-ups. Yes, you can. You know, and... Holy smokes, it, just as you were saying, and kind of back to the mojo benefits, I think of myself differently. This has nothing to do with how my body looks. Mm-hmm. It's fun to be able to lift things, to know, to have the confidence. Like my back would, would go out all the time throughout mm-hmm. my adult life. Mm-hmm. My lower back, I had sciatica issues, that kind of thing. And so I was always very hesitant, you know, Definitely did not feel strong or capable. And now, yes, I know how to squat down and lift things and do things safely. I'm not cavalier about it. Mm -hmm. 
but wow, that is fun. Yeah, I'm like, you're doing all sorts of stuff in yeah. here and like yard work and yeah. like lifting things. And, and it, awesome. as Jenny was saying, it it translates over into every other area of your of your life. You yes. just think differently about what you're capable of and what you can create. Yes. In your own life. Gosh, I did that. Yes, of course. I I had help and I look back and I really thank my 43-year-old self for going and hiring a personal trainer because that was very daunting for me. Yes. To and reach I, out. Yeah, and I'm not saying every person needs to hire a trainer, but like I would say at some point if you have the benefit cuz I know it is like a privilege to be able to do that. If you have the benefit of having someone help mm-hmm. you with stuff just for a period of time to make sure mm-hmm. your form's good. Yeah. It's totally worth it cuz yeah, I thought a, my even form, a few sessions. Oh yeah, I cuz I in my head, I mm-hmm. read stuff and looked online and sure. watched videos yeah, and I thought it was good, but it was yeah, yeah, I had to relearn a lot. Yeah. So. And and the other thing is I think a lot of the people listening, they're already exercising and we are encouraging you to kind of if you feel like maybe you're slightly in a rut or you've thought about trying something different, but you're a little nervous about it, mm-hmm. we are encouraging you to make it feel a little more like play. Be comfortable being a beginner. Yes. Be willing to go take an aerial silks class, a beginner's rock climbing class, you know, Pilates, pickleball, do whatever. Something fun, yeah. Do something that's fun and active. And if it's with other people, even better. But, you know, I'm an introvert. I definitely will try things on my own. But I have really enjoyed cultivating that side of myself. I don't think play was ever a facet of my personality in the past. Wow. And I love now, you know, my husband yeah. and I will. We play tennis, we play badminton, we play frisbee. I'm good at none of those. Well, frisbee I'm okay with. The other things I just flail and run around. But my ego isn't based on am I good at hitting a birdie. Right. 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 And I've had to do that too. I don't get my (laughs) self-worth from being able to whack a birdie. Yes. And I've had to do that too. And like, cause I have horrible hand-eye coordination, especially compared to my partner. And so if we play stuff, like I'm really like having to put my Mm -hmm. ego aside because I will like launch things. Yeah. My husband is better at all the things I was working on getting better at handstands. This is, I don't know, a year ago or something. And I'd been working on it. I'd taken a class and really feeling like I was making progress. And I showed Adam he, I, I don't remember the last time he did a handstand. He literally just kind of walked over and went straight up into a handstand, no wall, and walked across the floor on his hands. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> I was like, I'm glad you're not a motivational coach. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I, it, but again, yeah. we just can't be comparing ourselves to other people. Yes. It, Even to ourselves. Right? Yes. I don't stop comparing your current self to what worked for you in your 30s or what you were able to do then. Be here now. Yes. Be where you are. Be lighter with it. Yeah. This is not doesn't need to feel so heavy. Yeah. It should feel a little more fun. But again, if you're just like, ugh, you know, and I know. I've been there. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. Oh gosh, and you're like, like crossfit are you kidding? Yeah. Well, and I, yeah, and I'm, I, again, I'm glad that I fully recovered and was able to have a healthier relationship with exercise. But yeah, I can't imagine having an eat. I'm sure people do have eating disorders and do CrossFit and like, ooh, that would be hell. Like that, yeah. I, again, I don't, yeah, I don't envy that by but any again, means, but we, it is so we different. We really want you to stop thinking of exercise as a way to burn off or earn calories. Yes. Exercise is so much more powerful than that. Yes. So it much really, more. really is. And I think the more we can separate, yeah, we do need to nourish ourselves well and kind of figure out how to partner with our body in that realm. This is separate. Yeah. It really is. And let go of that piece. Yeah. Right. We don't need to earn our food. Right. And that's just, I feel like for most people, unless you're in an unhealthy place, that's not motivating long-term. And if it no. is motivating you, again, I think you're doing it for the wrong reasons, and that is a totally separate issue. But, like, yeah. for most people – like, for me now, like, if someone's like, oh, it will burn – like, that – like, none of that is 
motivating. None yeah. of that is exciting. And, and I'll tell you, we need to wrap, wrap up, up, but but I will say one of the benefits, I, you know, yes, I train clients in a private gym, but I also, even though I, I'm not a class person, I do enjoy exercising around other people. I go to one YMCA here and they know me. Like, you know what I mean? I ran into my cousin this morning and, you know, I know people there. So it's social enough for me. But one of the things I absolutely love about the YMCA environment is it's such a massively wide array of ages, body types, abilities, skill mm-hmm. levels, goals, mm-hmm. genders. Yes. Right? And I you know, I saw a woman this morning and she had on these really bright, they were Halloween exercise tights. Yes. And then she just had on like a fancy workout bra. This was not someone who was like uber fit or or and she wasn't even trying she wasn't flaunting anything. She was doing her thing. And it just, you, it really is nice when you can just look around and see everybody's here just to, you know, feel better yeah. and connect and rise up in their own life. And we're not, they're, we're not competing. Right. And that's like a totally separate side note, but I do think it can be exciting for people to like have different things they wear and there's so many fun colors You're and right. like that fun headbands fun. that like if that excites you and you know that's a motivating that can factor be. I, like do it I because it, it makes is. people like me super happy to see like when I see people dressed up or like you know wearing more neon or totally. there's this person at my gym that loves to wear like white shoes like that's their thing and it's just kind of a funny joke like and they wear white socks and right. like you know it's just so, it's just a funny little thing that you yeah. know people get to kind of No I think over. I think workout gear that you feel good in as opposed to baggy sweatpants and a big baggy t-shirt you know obviously if that's what you feel comfortable in wear it but I do think it's pretty cool it's fun you to wear say, you know what mm-hmm. I deserve to wear something snazzy yep and gosh I I went to Gordman's yesterday low-end retailer here and I got a pair of cute workout pants for six dollars Nice. You know, you don't have to go to Break the, bank the high end or go to Lululemon or right. anything. Even though they do have some cute stuff, but you know, yeah, but they don't cute, always and they don't fit like sheesh. their body type stuff is not very good. So yeah. there's a lot of other much. I brands. I have two college age kids. That's and two more coming up. So yeah, yeah Lululemon is not in my budget. Yeah, no, not budget, but also like yeah, they're or not priority. very it's affirming not my... of of different body types yeah, either because they're very. No. But that's a totally separate conversation. But you know, just wear what you feel good in is comfortable right. for you. But I do think you. having something new and fun, you, you know, whatever from Goodwill doesn't matter. Yeah. It's new to you. I think. Or if that it's can Lululemon be... for Christmas, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. do it. Do it makes for you sure. happy. For so. sure. I've never been in a Lululemon. Really? No. I've, I see it by Whole Foods, but no, that's just... I like, to me, I'm always just, like, curious because I'm like, I wonder what colors and patterns oh, and things sure are, you know, yeah. out there. I'm always just, like, yeah. a window shopper. Just, but yeah. I've, I've gotten their on-sale stuff sometimes, but, net, like, fair warning, don't look at the sizing because it's always going to change and you might be... You literally go from, like, a 4 to a 12 and mm-hmm. it's, like... Yeah. I'm the same body type, so yeah, their sizing is is not good, yeah. and it's also not good for people who have muscle too. Because I that's why I stopped going was it wasn't fitting my body type anymore, and I was like, well, I guess this isn't for women that right. have more right that no, muscle. That's... But anyway. all right, so so we're gonna wrap up, but experiment with something this week, even yeah. if you're already exercising. Commit to try something new. Again, maybe it's a yoga video at home. If you're, it's something that's totally different from what you're doing, but start doing something and consider doing something different and just really try to shift your perspective towards having it feel a little lighter. Yeah. That's our recommendation. So if you have ideas for the show for future conversations, shout out to us on our Facebook page. We would love that. And please subscribe, rate and review us. You know, we want to get this message out to more people, right? To kind of expand the conversation beyond what's out there. Yes. So that people can look at exercise differently. Because again, I don't... And food, and mindset, body image, all the things. Culture is... Yeah, we know. We know where it's at. So all right. Until then, take good care, guys.